Welcome to the Boss of My Money Keeping It Real podcast show, your number one choice for bite-sized lessons on how to take care of your coins and achieve financial success. I am your host, Esther Bangura, personal finance educator, budgeting expert, and money coach at Boss of My Money. So whether it's improving your money mindset, developing a wealthy mindset, becoming debt-free, saving money, or learning how to invest. Say no more because you are in the right place. And if you want to get started with paying yourself first, why not get your hands on one of my amazing freebies, the free financial wellness checklist at bossofmymoney.com slash financial wellness checklist. Now it's time to put the kettle on, make yourself a cup of tea and join me in today's episode. Be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. Hi there, welcome to episode number 72. Today is a very special episode because I have a special guest with me that I will be interviewing and her name is Kimora Ward and I'm going to get Kimora to introduce herself shortly but the purpose of her being here today is to share her journey and what it's been like for her being on the 10 Pillars of Financial Success Accountability Program. Mora was part of the beta launch that we did amongst a group of women that decided to take on the challenge for six months. So they were basically stuck with me for six months. And it's been an amazing journey. And Kimora has been like our A student, her and another member. She showed up to every single call. I think there was only one that you may have missed because of work, but you showed up even if you could only show up for the first part you did all the homework you watched all the videos you took action you attended all the coaching calls introduce yourself so that everybody gets to know who you are and what you do hi my name is Kimora Ward I am an auditor by profession I live on the island of Montserrat I love reading I love music love listening to music so that's just a bit about me and I, <laughs> I think you forgot to mention that you are a self-published author. <laughs> yeah, yes, I am a self-published author. Yes, yes, my dear. Thank you very much for that. I did forget that. <laughs> and so Kimora has a book of poetry. You can find it on Amazon. It's called Inner Reflections, Thoughts That Came From Within. And you can actually get it on Kindle or paperback. I have it. And like I mentioned on episode 49. So if you want to go back and listen to the previous episode that Kimura was on, you will find it on episode 49, where we talked about finances and managing your mental health. But Kimura's book of poetry is absolutely amazing. It's part of my devotional collection. You won't be able to see this when you're listening to the podcast, but Kimura can see it on the camera. But I have my books here and it's amongst my I have four books where I switch between devote devotions. So absolutely love it. So yeah, go check it out. Thank you, Esther. Thank you for that. You are most welcome. So happy to have you here today. So we're going to get straight into it. I've got a set of questions that I'm going to ask. And we're just going to talk about your journey and what it's like for you to be on the program. So to get started, what was your financial situation when you decided to join the 10 Pillars of Financial Success Accountability Program? Okay, so when I decided to join the program, I was in a state where I wasn't that badly off because I had done a session with you, yes, which helped me to get back my footing. As I would have mentioned in the previous podcast, I was a person who loved to save or I am a person who loves to save. And then and therefore, because of advice given to me by my mom, was almost able to save close to $20,000 just being a young person coming out of school and stuff like that. However, I reached the point where due to challenges, due to going on a plane every year, not watching my <laughs> not watching my finance, finances closely, I actually managed to slip into the ditches and I became debt full of debt so when I joined the program 
I got out of a rut because like I said, I did the session with you. So I had pretty much a good, in, good information about what I should be doing, which is budget. That's the main thing I should have been doing, budgeting my funds, seeing what my plan is for my money and just letting my money work for me. I guess that's investing. But still, yeah, I run with that. I run with the 10 pillars of finance. And I listened to what you had to say. And to this day, it has been helping me extremely. And I am grateful, truly honored and grateful to have been a part of a group of women who held each other accountable for their actions, their financial actions. Amazing. And you were right that we had first worked together to do your budget and you were very consistent with that, I must say. So like when I have these sessions with people is we sit down, we do the budget, we go through your success plan, how the things that you can do to make this budget work. And then I just pray to God. I'm like, please, Lord, I've given them everything. Their goals are achievable. They have the finances to achieve their goals. I hope they put it to action. And you were one of those people that you were consistent with your budget. And so by the time the financial pillars program came, it was almost like, okay, the next level or the next step for you. So based on that, what were your six month goal when you joined the program and why were those goals important to you? Yes. So I can remember at the startup, I had some goals. I think I met them right now. One of them were to, yes, reach 10,000 K by the end of the year. So I think if you can just tell me when that program has started, I think it was last year, October, September, end of September, September. beginning of October. Yeah, And I kid you not, that's what I told myself. I said, the six-month goal would be to reach about, no, 10 months at the end of the year, but that wouldn't have been six months. But I said, I am going to put that as a goal. And I kid you not, I achieved that goal by some form of miracle. I don't know. Amazing. I didn't achieve it. And I actually close and uh, my vehicle alone that was another goal of mine to close my vehicle alone I did that in December of 2021 and also yeah th- those were the two main ones I had in my head there was another one in my mind there was there were three of them maybe it was something relating to invest investing but I'm not sure. I'm not quite certain because I've. Yeah, I think had... you you wanted to start exploring what your yeah. investing options were and yeah. what you could do as you were reducing the debt and having more disposable income available. How right. you can start put, putting that to work? Yeah, right. I think those were yeah. the three goals. And why were those goals important to you? Why was it important for you to pay off the vehicle loan to save the 10k and to want to start investing? Because Esther, I don't like owe nobody. <laughs> I don't even like to owe. I don't like to owe nobody. I don't owe you back for no lump sum of money. What I go? I just want you to have your money here. Take your money. I don't want it. I if I borrow a five dollar from somebody, they're getting it back in two seconds, and I don't go around borrowing money anyway. So it's not customary thing of mine. But I just don't like that. And another thing is, I love freedom financial freedom so I wanted to be able to save that amount of money so that I should just do what I want with money be it give it to someone if they need it be it travel be it buying clothes be it just doing what people do with money so that's just me financial freedom that's my why and that has always been my why I remember reading Bola's book and what are your why's and my biggest why is I want financial freedom and I also want to be a philanthropist. Don't know why, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you have that in you. And for anybody who doesn't know who Bola is, it's Bola Sukumbi from Clever Girl Finance. She has written three book series and her first book, Save Money, Ditch Debt. Yes, yeah. And then yes, there's, she has an investing book and she has a business book. And she also has a fourth book, which is coming out next week, yeah. actually, in July July 6th, it's coming out. 
but her fourth book is about her and her story i will be having her on the podcast sometime in july yes so you guys will get to meet her bola is like our mentor when it comes to finance yeah yeah kimura has like the books and reads them and what i love about what you said is that one you just you don't like having debt right so it's like just eliminate it and sometimes we do have to take on debt but just because yeah. you take on debt some people get too comfortable with the debt that they have yeah because and you remember they... there's, there's good debt there's good yeah. debt, like a mortgage or something yeah so there's good debt but i'm not discrediting debt per se but i for some reason i have a mm. problem with just having a lump sum of money and like you said becoming comfortable with just owing that lump sum of money as opposed yeah. to taking action and seeing how you can eradicate it exactly and i think it's so important to have a bigger why so your bigger why was to be financially independent and to have that freedom because when you think about it like budgeting on its own is it's not fun there's nothing fun about me having spending limits there's nothing Mm -hmm. fun about that there's nothing fun about me having to give someone money back. I want to keep the money for myself. But then when you have a bigger why, that kind of helps you and motivates you to be able to work towards those goals. So how would you say, or what specific things did you do to pay off the debt, to save money? And how did the program help you to achieve those things? So what did you do specifically? Maybe you can name like one or one or two things that you did, actions that you took, tools that you used, and how the program helped you to achieve this. Okay, so let me start off by saying I just followed your instructions. I made sure I came to your classes and <laughs> I watched you. By the way, you're easy to listen to. So it was just easy to just say, okay, I'm, I have this class. I have this coaching call. I'm going to meet up with the girls today. And it was easy to do that. That's why I'm glad for the accountability group. And because of that, not only was I keeping track what well, not only were they keeping track of my goals, but I was actually writing my goals down, keeping track of my own goals, keeping myself accountable. And what I did was I actually had no spending days. So it's, I would have days where I literally don't spend money or I would decide that, hey, no X, Y, Z today. No, I just would make sacrifices. And if I bought, it, it, it's just, let me say, it's just a case where you have to make certain sacrifices, yeah? You can't just have your cake and eat it too. You want to get rid of debt. You want to get your, your savings built up. You have mm. to make certain choices and certain wise choices at that too. You have to think about what you're doing. And that's what I did. And like mm. I said, I just basically followed your instructions. I listened, I listened to you. And yeah, not only did I listen to you, I pretty much did what resonated with me. So most of what you said resonated with me. And I said, okay, this makes sense. So let mm. me do it. When I did it, it, it worked for me and in my favor. Yeah. Like I said, I would have managed to reach the 10,000K at the end of the if you knew what I had at the beginning of the year, you would say, wow, that's a far cry to the 10,000k at the end of the year. So God is just good. And when you think about how he uses his people to Mm. help us, like yourself, and I would say, uh, let me mention Charlene. Charlene, I love Charlene. Charlene was just one of the members that stood out to me and I must mention her, Charlene Paul. Mm. She was giving me stiff competition. I said, this girl, but I still enjoyed all the female, they caught their company and I enjoyed the calls and it was a good time. It was a good six months. It really was. And I honestly feel like the program wouldn't have been as it was if you hadn't joined. I feel like you definitely made it even the more special. You were so helpful towards the ladies. You were always given words of encouragement. Kimura would come with these 
gems and these words of wisdom. If we thought we felt encouraged, wait till Kimura just shares her words of wisdom. So it was just always nice to have you because you would always just encourage all of us because it's a journey that we're all on and we have our good days, our bad days. And it's even though we are all working on our own financial journey, we can still be an encouragement to someone else, even whilst you're paying off debt, whilst you're working on your budget, whilst you're trying to save money, whilst you're trying to build wealth. And for me, this is why encouraging women to be so open about money, to talk about money, feel comfortable about money. The same way we talk about hair, we talk about men, yeah, we talk about yeah, our, yeah. our parents, we talk about our yeah. siblings, we talk about the church. The same way we talk about TV and the government, (laughs) right, is the same way that I want us to be able to have these informal conversations about money where there's no shame, there's no judgment. It's not about how much you have in your bank account. It's not about how much I have in my bank account. It's about the goals that we have and the life that we want to create and how we can support each other in doing that so you were such a great support system in the program so I just want to personally thank you for showing up and for being such a giver because it really does help and it makes you know the difference and I'm grateful because I had a really nice bunch of women in the program like I've been on programs and it's the women are mean to each other Mm -hmm. and they don't get along and it makes it very Mm -hmm. difficult for the coach but you guys were just so amazing, very supportive. Yeah. And yeah, you and Charlene were like neck to neck because we did yeah. a competition <laughs> and I was given like prize prizes for, I think I gave like first, second, third prize. And whenever mm-hmm. the members would take action, they'll get points. And so like Kimura and Charlene were neck to neck. Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> but I had a feeling you would win because you're so proactive. And I think one of the things I noticed about you was that you were consistent. You were very yeah. consistent with the time and the commitment. Like you signed up to a program, you spent money on this program and you were going to show up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. that level of commitment alone, when people show up like that, I know they're going to get results. I know that how they started, there's no way that you can be consistent with something and not get results. I don't care what it is. It might not be perfect, but there's no way that you can still be where you were when you started. So just your level of consistency and you were very coachable as well. And as well, you had fun with it and you Mm -hmm. were very open. I think you've been open. It allowed me the space to be able to coach and to be able to offer my guidance. And a lot right. of it wasn't even like advice. It was more, these. this is the situation. These are your options. Like decide which way you want to go thing. But yeah, you were just an amazing A-star student. So I really <laughs> appreciate you being in the program. So I'll move on to the next question, which is about, and I guess I just mentioned it a little bit on it. How did you keep yourself accountable and motivated throughout the journey? Yeah. (laughs) You know, I'm very like an academic person. So I like academics. And I put myself in the zone as if I was in school. So I thought about it as if I was doing a course and I had to do assignments and I just schedule times at which I would do the assignments and then I say okay after this coaching call I'm going to do a bit of the assign the homework or whatever mm. so that's actually how I did it <laughs> love it so I, I love you that not- you approached it with that kind of mindset because I think yeah. some people when they approach like group coaching programs or any course that they sign up to, they forget mm-hmm. that you do have to put on that kind of student and learning mentality. Yeah, You have to decide, okay, how much time am I going to dedicate to this? When am I going to do the homework and keep right. track of that? So I love yes. that you went in it with that mindset. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and were there days that you didn't feel like doing that? Do you know what I mean? Because um, some days it's, I don't want to do this. I don't want to talk to Esther about my finance. It, it, I don't it, wanna... No, it was never like that for me. I actually mm. like it. I like it. I am a person who likes to speak about finances, personal finances, getting my money because 
like I would have said in your in the previous podcast, uh, girls about her money. I'm about my money. Mm. Want to make sure that my money is right, and in order to do, I have to do what needs to be done. You understand? So I cannot be letting things fall by the wayside or slacking on my budget or mm-hmm. just I have to be on top of things and I will I am going to be honest there's not or I do not do a budget all the time sometimes I start off with a budget I don't follow up every day because remember you would have advised us to do set out a mm. uh, time during the week to check on your budget and stuff it's not every week I look at my figures and stuff like that but yeah. I am more consistent than in times past Yes. Yes. And I think as well, because you have so much of your personal finance that's automated, it makes it easier for you where you don't have to be budgeting all the time. And that's kind of where you want to get to where everything's automated. You've set the rules already for your money, what's going where. So then that way you don't have to have eyes all the time, but you have to do the work in the beginning to get to that place. So I say to people like, you don't have to sit down and budget all the time if you get your financial house in order. Because budgeting, it it can be a lot. And I think for me, there was a phase where I didn't even read. I would spend five minutes on my budget because my income and expenses were the same every month. Everything was set up as an automated payment. I'll get paid and money would just distribute to where it needed to distribute. So all I was really doing was just monitoring. That was Mm. what my budget was for a long time. I was just monitoring to make sure that things went where I wanted it to be in. What shifts would you say that you made in your mindset behavior and habits to help you stay on track with achieving your goals and continuing to make progress Uh, do you know one of the shifts I've made actually has to do with giving so in order to get you must give to give is better to than receiving so I would say I actually, we would have those, we would get that advice to like tithe and give offering and stuff like that and give to the needy and that kind of thing. So what's coming to my mind as I heard that question was that I became someone who was, and the more I gave, it's like the more it came pouring in. And it's like, I don't even know where it's coming from. It's payable. And sometimes I don't have it to give, but I would give it and that kind of helped I don't know but it just did and that is like a biblical principle so yeah that, that that's one thing that worked for me and the mindset change as well was that I came out of the lack mentality and that mm. ties in with the giving part because it's when you feel like oh I don't even have it where them think they might get it from me. That was a bit of dialect for you, Esther. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen, I understand. In I'm from Sierra Leone and we speak Creole, but it sounds okay. like Patois. It's just we okay. pronounce certain words differently. So you can go as deep in it as possible. I understand everything. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I don't know okay, if the good. audience will understand, but yeah, I completely understand. <laughs> okay, so what I just said was that I don't even have the money. So why are they going to think that I should give them my money and mm. I don't have it? But then at the same time, I get out of that thinking and I said, you know what? Maybe they need it more than me. Have you ever thought of that? I had to ask myself the question. And I would always get the resounding yes, because I was in a better position to look after myself as it relates to finances. And I would mm. just say, you know what? Here you go. God will bless me. That's what I would say in my mind. Here you go. God will bless me. Here you go. God will bless me. No matter what the situation would have been, that's the mindset I had. And I just, like right now, have a wealth mindset. Yeah, Mm. that's my mindset. And because I am the type of person who reads a lot of positive books, like Think and Grow Rich, the power of positive yeah. thinking, Norman, Norman Vincent Peale, The Power of Your Subconscious Mind. These sort of books, they have reprogrammed my subconscious mind and helped mm-hmm. me to think in a new dynamic. Even the Bible mm. would have helped me to create certain 
mindset shifts and help me to be living in a what to say easier have a more easier lifestyle yeah as opposed to thinking what is me oh I had reached this pinnacle now I'm flat down on my belly scraping mm. on the ground like some snake but at the end <laughs> of the day yeah but at the end of the day I have to switch and say I am a victor I'm the head and not the tail God's child I am God's child look at the world the world is so full of the, the world is prosperous all that's on the earth is mine as well I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me all these little things would help me because I am very spiritual so yeah these things would have helped me along the way and yeah it just it, these little things helped me shift my mindset mm. and I cannot forget the giving part that's one of the things that I swear helped no, I shouldn't swear but that's one of the things that I think helped me to mm. get to where I am now and it's interesting because we cover financial pillar two is how to shift your money mindset for success so it's so important what you've shared just having the right mindset for success is so important even before people start budgeting, before they start setting goals and all these things, really shifting mm-hmm. your mindset for wealth building is going yeah. to determine how the rest of the things you do go. So like you were able to do that very early on and it just goes to show how much it's paid off. And it's interesting because we, I think one of our coaching calls, we were literally talking about giving for the whole of the mm-hmm. call and we were encouraging each other to give. And I think yeah. for me, it's been where, like, I got to a point where I became resentful of giving because mm-hmm. for me, part of my giving was almost like wanting acceptance. Mm-hmm. And I had to get over that phase. And then I went into a phase of, I'm not giving anymore because I need to sort my finances out. And yeah. then I had to get over that phase because I realized very quickly that staying in that kind of mindset is actually keeping me in that scarcity mindset and in that lack mentality. And I had Mm -hmm. to very quickly shift from that and be like, no, I can have my finances in order and I can still be a giver. And as Christians, as you and I, of us building wealth and everything, it big part of that is giving, giving of our tithe, but also giving to the needs that co- that we come across, the needs that are around us. And I think for me, similarly to you, when I started asking God, and this is a very strange prayer, don't pray until you're ready. <laughs> but when I started asking God, Lord, bring me someone with a problem today that I can help. I'm not trusting in myself and in my resources I'm like Lord you're gonna make provision through me and I'm Mm -hmm. telling you once I started to pray that way like God will bring needs to me people will mention stuff and it's not even that they mention it to ask you but they will mention something and God will be like I want you to do this and this and I'll be like okay since you're telling me to do it I know that you've made provision and giving more has really opened doors for me especially like in the month of June like in the month of June so much has been going on and a lot Mm -hmm. of shifts and changes personally and I was like Lord I need a miracle I followed from that I was like who can I bless what can Mm -hmm. I do for someone whose life can I change whose life can I make a difference to so it's such a powerful thing to do It is always better to give than to receive. And I was actually saying to a friend of mine, I said, we complain about the black tax, especially Mm. for us immigrants that are abroad, where we have to work and send money back home. Whereas people that are born here, they're not sending their money anywhere. Mm. And everybody just takes care of themselves. But for us, we work, we pay the same amount of bill, the same amount of tax, But that money that we could save, we're having to send. And we tend to complain about black tax. But there was one day when I was praying and God gave me this revelation that Mm -hmm. actually it's a privilege to pay black tax. Because would I rather be the one on that side receiving or would I rather be the one on this side giving? And once I started to look at it that way, I never Mm -hmm. grumbled again about sending money back home. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's when you pray and when you come into communion with God, 
then is when you get your epiphanies, then is when you get your revelations. And that's mm-hmm. why it's so important to have those serene moments with him and yeah. center yourself and then you will get your answers. So I'm glad that you would have come to that realization because it's a pretty good realization to me. It really is. I think sometimes we block our own blessings yeah. by thinking that, oh, we need to hold on to everything and we right. need to keep everything for ourselves. I just, I always think about when everybody is financially independent and everybody becomes a giver, no mm. one needs to suffer. Do you know what I mean? Right, there doesn't, right, right. there doesn't have to be poverty because there's enough to go around and people always want to give more than what they receive. But yeah. 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 Great stuff. So thanks for sharing that. Another question that I had for you was, and you've already, you've shared so many great tips already. And thank you so much. And guys, this is what Kimora does in our coaching calls. She throws these gems. So what tips can you give someone who has similar goals to yourself and is not sure where to start and doesn't believe that they can achieve their financial goal? What could you tell them if they're listening to this podcast? Okay, so tip number one for me, personally, what I do is write down my goals. I write them down. Steve Harvey, Oprah Winfrey, these big stars, they will tell you, no, this humble little girl, well, I'm not a little girl, I'm 36 years old, but this humble woman (laughs) from Montserrat is now telling you to write the vision and make it. Write down your goals. This little quote is found in Habakkuk. (laughs) Two, two, right? Yeah, two, two, yeah. It's in the Bible. You need to write down your goals. And that's all. That's probably the only thing I could tell you right now. We start with that and work towards every day looking at them too. That's another thing. Mm. Like make the vision plain. If you can even make a vision board, that will add, put the icing on the cake and have it in your eyesight almost every day make sure you see it every day and go from there another thing I can say to do is be accountable to yourself or if you're not Mm. if you don't trust yourself to be accountable to yourself find a trusted person it could be your mother your father it could be your sister your brother your cousin your friend your grandmother even it just could be your co-worker somebody find somebody because you must have somebody everybody is most persons have somebody i know there are some persons who are lonely and will have you but i do hope that you would find somebody to hold you accountable for your Mm. actions and your spending actions you have to look at the goals you have do i want to save do i want to invest do i want what do i want to do find out your why that's another thing what is your why why do Mm. i want to be saving what do I want to save to buy Gucci colognes do I want to save to buy Gucci product what is my why I have to have a why and that why listen to me when you have that why that's all the drive you need you will find the fire comes from nowhere it'll be like oh I'm doing this I'm doing this because I have to do this I have to get this done I have Mm. to get this done I have to get this done and if you continue to keep that to the forefront of your mind it'll be easier for you. So those are just a few tips that I would have off the top of my head. Never give up on yourself. Never give up on yourself because I think what happens to most people is because they don't see instant, their bank account being instantly filled with money, they lose faith or maybe they see that every time they get cash, it just slips away. And there could be other things blocking you as well. So you need to actually Mm. search yourself for those other things yeah get to know yourself better get a relationship with the higher power and just yeah those are my advice love that so guys just to summarize as Kimora said set goals write your goals down where you can Mm -hmm. see them look at them all the time and remind yourself of them she also mm-hmm. said, get an accountability partner, find someone you trust. It just needs to be one person, someone who you, you want to be where they are. You can see that they're good with money. They save, you want to learn from them and you want them to hold you accountable. And also like 
things like the accountability program that's why I created it as well just so that if you don't have anyone you can tap into these safe online communities where you're going to be spending time with women who are working on similar goals and where you can help each other and then Kimora said know your why so knowing Mm -hmm. What is the why? What is the end goal? All of this work that you're doing, all of this sacrifices that you're going to make, what are you trying to achieve with it? These are such great tips, Kimora. Thank you so much for sharing them. Um, So just to ask a bit about the accountability program, what would you say is the one thing that you enjoyed about it? Oh, the camaraderie. It was awesome. Mm. I just love how... (laughs) I loved how we as women, we helped each other. We were kind to each other. Like you said, you have experienced women being mean to each other. And it's like, that was nothing. There was nothing like that going on in this group. And that is what I enjoyed the most. The camaraderie, the helping out of each other. Trust me. I shout out to Charlene. I love her. And Ebony as well, if anything. Yeah. I And I I think you... You played a big role in that. And I think, Mm. and just to speak to everyone listening, I think when you're in group programs Mm. and it's just like what we were talking about giving, right? You sign up to things, you attend things because you want to, you want to receive, but then Mm. also be intentional about what you're bringing in, the vibes that you're bringing in. What difference are you going to make to that program? How are you going to impact someone's life? How are you going to be helpful? How can you share information? How can you share what you know, where it's not just about you going and just showing up to receive? It makes such a big difference when you also pour into the thing that you want to pour into you. It's like a, a give and take. So if not just any program that you're doing, any time that you're working with a group of people, always think about what can I bring to this situation to make it better so that when all this is done, you leave an impression. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So three reasons. So guys, at the moment, the accountability group is closed. So you're not able to join at the moment, but I will be opening doors again in a few months time around September. So if you did want to join, then you'd have to go on the wait list or send me a message and I could put you on the wait list. But say there was somebody that was thinking about joining, they're on the edge, they're not sure. What three reasons could you give them to consider joining either the coaching or the group program? Okay, so I'll say, firstly, you will get your money's worth. Trust me be it if you're looking for education if you're looking for encouragement if you're looking for a coach with the nicest voice ever (laughs) you should just go for it oh that's so sweet it's going to be worth your time yes and that's number one now number two would be you actually learn things that you thought you knew but you just need to get a bit of either meat on the bones or something so for example budgeting you may say oh budgeting is simple anybody could do budgeting what does she have to teach me about budgeting or what does she mean about changing my mindset I can do that by reading books or something like that but I tell you just try out that coaching and it will help you and number three would be to be in a group is better to do it better than to do it by yourself yeah I find like when you do things as a team teamwork makes the dream work all the time and when you're when you feel down and out somebody can be there in that that, that group encouraging you to do what you have to do and even the coach will be behind you coaching you along the way so it's easier when you're in a group and I would encourage anyone to join the group yes because hey you never know you may just Uh, just just become a millionaire just by taking this first step hey yeah love that hey honestly and make sure I get a cut of that million make sure you come back and be like hey coach you know that budgeting tip you gave no seriously Esther I mean if you think about it, when you start, you remember you're planting seeds. You don't know who you're working with right now and you don't know what ideas they can come up with and you don't know what they, where they can take the principles that they would have learned in your program. So 
maybe as and, the time evolves yes mm, go ahead and go ahead. interestingly so i i have a lot of one-on-one -on -one clients and obviously with what i do there's confidentiality the people are willing to share their story mm. i can share it but i can't mention names or i can't give the full details but when I see what people that I work with achieve, Kimura, mm -hmm. I am just amazed. Like, I want everybody to know. And I think this is why I love the group coaching is because you can mm -hmm. see that it's possible. And you, right. when you hear about somebody being able to save consistently for three months, something that they've never been able to do, someone right. who had five debts and now they have two and they're slowly exactly. working on the three. Mm -hmm. It shows you that this is possible. It shows you that you're not alone on your journey. I have the things that I see people achieve by doing the work, by implementing the pillars, by budgeting consistently. I have mm -hmm. a client abroad who she said to me, one of our coaching sessions, she said, Esther, I was able to build my her houseboy a new boys quarter. She was able mm -hmm. to build a new like studio boys quarter. And she said, I don't even know how I managed to get the money. But all I know is that once we had our budgeting session, I stayed mm -hmm. consistent with it. And she said, it's one of the things that I am most proud of that I did. So mm -hmm. I know the things that people can achieve if they gave it a go. And if they committed to it, there's no way that right. you can budget consistently and not make progress there's no way that you can set goals yes it might take long yes you might go over the initial deadline but the goal is to stick to that goal that no matter what you're going to achieve that goal and personally like I have had to start over a few times I've saved four right. months of savings used it up yeah. to build it up again yeah, but right. I, I have the tools I have the tools yes. to do that. And because I've done it mm. once, I know I can do it again. And when I use right. my savings, I don't get upset because I'm like, no, but that's what I saved it for so that I can mm, use exactly. this thing. There you go. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Case in I just, point. I love Let me say here, case in uh -huh. point, let me just say to your audience here, I was planning to take a vacation in October, thereabouts of this year, right? So I was saving up constantly, putting aside my monies to take the vacation in October. Now, my birthday was on Saturday gone, and I just came up with the grand idea that I'm going to be taking a trip to a different island. And I was like, am I going to be taking a trip to a different island? I haven't saved the amount of money I wanted to save but that's not the point you have the money anything is possible i'm not saying i'm going to die or anything but life is made for living at the end of the day yes we must be saving yes we must be vigilant and stuff like that but at the end of the day you also must have that notion that you can start over again i liked what you said when you said that because it's not like when you use the money, it's not going to come back. That's a part of the lack mentality, Esther. When you have, when you think that when you spend the money, you're not going to get it back, that's a lack mentality. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So I want the audience to note that. Yeah. So let them know that they're hearing me. So they should be aware that, hey, I'm not telling you to go out and spend your last cent. And that kind of thing. And you don't know where your money is going to come from and whatever. But I'm saying that you also must not be rigid and not be mean to yourself, especially. If you just be wise. Yeah. Know what you can do with the money that's afforded to you and you'll be okay. And I think people on the outside, people, they get scared of working on their finances because they think they have to give up everything but actually in yeah. our community we promote having fun we promote having yeah. a fun pot set aside yeah. money each month that is for enjoyment where you're going to spend that money yeah. guilt-free use your money for things that you enjoy doing things like traveling so exactly. when we're talking about paying off debt 
yes, we're paying off our debt because we want to go on holiday. We're paying off our debt because we want to buy a house. We're paying off our debt because we're not spending money there because those areas Mm. are not important to us. And instead we're using our money for the things that are important. So actually working on your finances, doing all these things, it is actually for you to have the life that you want. Because if you think about Mm -hmm. it, people are working their butts off they have two to three jobs and they're not enjoying their lives. They're stressed. They worry. Mm -hmm. They're living in anxiety. They're living in fear that if they lose Mm -hmm. their job, what will happen? So imagine you're not even doing anything and you're going through all that stress. So the idea is that once you take control of your finances, you're able to make your money work for you. Like Kimora said, tomorrow is not guaranteed to anybody. And that's how Mm. I live my life now. Like I was in Mm. a job that I wasn't enjoying and I had to Mm -hmm. say to myself, okay, Esther, if you were given three months to live, will you still be at this job? I was like, no, I would not Mm -hmm. be. I will resign today. So why are you Mm -hmm. continuing somewhere that is making you and you're not? And something, it was a very hard decision to make. But the minute I made that decision, my health improved. And I was mm-hmm. able to then plan for my next phase. Yeah, I don't know why I even got into that tangent. But yeah, it's okay. It's said. okay. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, I agree. I agree. Everything you said. So, Kimora, just to round off, what goals are you working on now? What are your future goals, and what is the next phase for Kimora? Okay, so basically, pretty much continue with my savings. I, like I said, I'm a saver, but I also want to get into investment because investing is making your money work for you. So doing investing is on my mind right now. And th- that is my future plan, seeing what my po- what my options are and that kind of thing, seeing who I can work with, what I, what I can invest in and that kind of thing. I also... Like the idea of real estate, just so an, an idea, I wouldn't mind getting into doing some real estate. But yeah, I have big dreams and I do hope that God gives me or affords me the opportunity to accomplish my dreams. I was made one year older on Saturday. I was made one year wiser and I do hope that with that being said, I will be, the angels will smile upon me, God will smile upon me and say, we're here to help. We're here to help and that my walk on earth would be, it would be something to smile about. When I, when I look back, I would say I wouldn't have wasted my time here. So yeah. Absolutely love that. And guys, you can tell Kimora is a woman of poetry, just even how she speaks. She's just such a poetic person. <laughs> Her choice of words is just absolutely beautiful. Like you say, you like listening to me. I like listening to you. Aww. Thank you so much, Kimora. I think from the outside looking in, like I admire everything that you do, everything that you've done, the sacrifices you've made the way that you are committed to yourself, right? You are committed to yourself achieving financial freedom and you're not going to let, you know, a mindset or fear or any bad habit get in the way. And I just love that about you, that you're a very grounded person and you know yourself very well, you know what you want. And as long as you're given the tools and you have that level of support, like you make things happen. So I want to give yes. you full credit because you basically did the work. Like yeah. I was there to guide you and to encourage you. But I, I always say to people that I, you can't motivate people. So when people say, oh, make me feel motivated, nobody can motivate anyone. You True. have to figure out a way to motivate yourself. So, you have yes, to be motivated be yeah exactly and then whatever tools you're given whatever support you're given that you can use that and run with it but there's no way that I can come and give you motivation if you're not motivated for your how is me being motivated for you going to help I could be motivated for you all day but if you're not motivated for yourself then how's that going to get you 
anyway I'm super excited about your next phase of your journey which is investing and I know you're Mm going to do great with that because you're a very wise woman and once you know what you need to do you just get on with it I'm really excited about that and I just want to say thank you for being on the podcast thank you for being such an amazing student an amazing coachee you made my role very easy and just the impact that you had on the group and on the other women is just amazing everybody loves Kimora so thank you for just showing up and being yourself are there any final words and then you can let the audience know where to find you okay just to say to the listening audience that always believe in yourself always have goals set goals for yourself never give up on yourself even when you feel discouraged. It matters not if it's a financial goal, whatever goal it may be, whatever dream you have, just go for it and be godly. A lot of persons don't share the same religion or whatever it may be, but at least know that there's a higher power, know that there's someone who is behind the scenes. So that those are my last words. And you can find me at Kimora Ward, that's K-I-M-O-R-A, Ward, W-A-R-D, and that's my Facebook. And you can find me on Instagram. My handle is KimWard2586, that's K-I-M-W-A-R-D, that's one, one word, 2586, that's my handle for Instagram. And yeah, that's me. Amazing. And guys, don't forget to go on Amazon and get Kimora's book of poetry and take a picture and tag her and also tag me if you do get it as well. Kimora, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I really appreciate you. And yeah. Yes, I appreciate you too. Yes, thank you for having me. You're most welcome. Thanks for listening. Join me again on the next episode. Don't forget to share the Boss of My Money podcast with all of your podcast friends and tell your non-podcast friends what they are missing out on. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or any app that supports podcasting. You can also visit bossofmymoney.com slash podcast for more episodes. Plus, if you haven't got your budget ready for this month and need help with getting it set up, and creating a budget that actually works, check out this podcast show notes for a link to the Boss of My Money slash store where you can book a two hour one on one budgeting session with me. That's not all. As a podcast listener, you get to save 20% when you use the code podcast in the coupon area. Happy budgeting!